This is KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzay Torah. And today is Tuesday, weekly shir in Ramban Allah Parsha. This is Ezra Beck. And we open up a new sefer today, almost Chodesh Nisan. And we're beginning sefer Vayikra. Today is Parshat Vayikra. The Ramban we're going to speak about is in the beginning of the Parsha, um, concerning Korban Ha'ola. First Korban described in the Pasha is Korban Ha'ola. And Korban Ha'ola is, 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 the, is the sacrifice that is perhaps most unclear. What, what exactly is its purpose? The, the Korban Shlamim, the name, indicates more or less, at least associates most people, it's a sacrifice brought to make shalom, to bring a person closer to God. It's what perhaps most people think of as what tefillah is all about. You want to have a relationship. And that's Koban Shlamim, which is indicated by what's done afterwards. It's, it's eaten by the Bailim, together with part is sacrificed and, and, and burnt. In other words, given to God. And part is eaten by the person who brought it. So that Chazal see this as being a common su'uda. We eat together with God on the table. And that's a way of bringing us, uh, of showing our, our, our community, entering into a community of man and God. Korban Chatat is uh, atonement for a sin, and it's brought specifically for very specific sins. Um, but what is Korban Ha'ola? So the Ramban begins by quoting Rashi, who says, based on Chazal, it's a, uh, it's a, it's found in the Sifri, in the Sifra, I'm sorry, that the Korban Ola is an atonement for Mitzvot asay, and that was the omission of not, not fulfilling a positive commandment. Va'alav shenitak l'asay. And, uh, in other words, again, asay. It's lavim, prohibitions, negative commandments in the Torah, have korban chatat, at least sometimes. Positive mitzvot, you didn't hear shofar, you didn't, uh, take a lulav. Etc. So for that, there's a korban ase. It's based on the pasuk, and this is the pasuk where, to which Ramban is relating, pasuk dalid, v'nirza lo lechaper alav. Okay, we're gonna have problems translating the words now. Lechaper, uh, I accept the usual translation to atone. So lechaper alav to atone for him, for the person who was brought it. V'nirza lo, the word would say we use it in tefillah. We use it on Shabbat. And it's used in Sefer Vayikra concerning the Korbanot. Vetsei uh, comes from the, the, the root Vatson. So I, I think the proper translation, and we're sort of using a medieval word here, I'm hoping everybody understands it, is, is favor. It's, if God should should want, should have ratzon. We should find favor in God's eyes. We should have a favorable relationship with God. That's what the word v'nirza lo lechaper alav. He should. There's no way to say this in normal English. 
I wish I had another way of saying it. I wonder what the English translations say. Well, I don't have it in front of me, so please look it up and see what your English translations say. But I'm going to stick to what I'm saying. It's and it will it will mend the relationship. It will find favor in God's eyes in order to atone for him. So Rashi asks, Almahu Meratzelo and Rashi here is basically using the word Meratzel as a synonym of Lechaper. What does it um atone? For what does it atone for him? And the answer is Al Mitzvot Ase. Okay, the Ramban's question is a technical question. The answer is what to say in the Sefi was based on the following. If the the atonement is for the more serious sins of those which have kritut or death penalty or or uh, uh, legal death penalty or mitabide shemayim, a divinely imposed death penalty or malkot, even even malkot. The Sufi says, but we know what their punishment is, so it can't be that they're getting a korban olah. Therefore, it's aseh velotase. So the Ramban doesn't understand, it's a technical question, doesn't understand the argument here. After all, the punishment that's been written for kritut, mitot beti, mitot beishamayim, and malkot, is the punishment for mazid, for when you do it willingly and with intent. But the korban is for shogeg. It's for an unintentional lapse in which a, 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 a sin has been committed. So the fact that the Torah says that if you, if you, uh, Shabbat, you get karet or mitah, that's by mazid. But maybe the koban olah is for that. Because we're talking about shogeg. That, that's his, that's his question. Okay, here's two answers to this question. Um, His first answer, like the technical question, is the technical answer. He looks at the Psukim, he sees that sometimes the Torah says explicitly on a given sin that Bemezid, you receive the death penalty, and Bishogeg, you have to bring a certain Korban. And sometimes the Torah gives you the Mezid and doesn't say what happens in the Shogeg. So the Ramban says, well, if the Torah tells you that the those sins which have Karit, Bemezid, Bishogeg, they have Koban Chadat. And then the Torah says that for other Lavim, you have Malkot. But it doesn't say anything for Shogeg. That means there's nothing for Shogeg. Because the Torah is explicitly telling you what the punishments are. Now we know the Torah also tells us about Shogeg punishments. So if the Torah doesn't tell us about Shogeg punishment, it means there is no Shogeg punishment. So that's as though the Torah said explicitly that for Lavim, for negative prohibitions, which don't have Karet, you get Malkot B'mezid, but nothing at all B'shogeg. That's explicit. Nothing at all B'shogeg. So what is the Koban Olaf for? So he says, let's go to Mitzvatasek. Mitzvatasek, there is no punishment for the Mezid. It never says what happens if someone doesn't uh, uh, hear the Shofar or doesn't take a Lulav, etc., etc., etc. There is no, no reference in the Torah to what is the uh, response. What is the punishment? So that is being left open, and therefore the answer is korban ola. Okay, that, that's the man's first answer. This answer, though, just want to make this not to be the main focus of our discussion today, but it has an interesting conclusion. The man therefore concludes that this may be somewhat surprising. The Torah says that if you transgress a 
a, a, a negative commandment which does not have karet, say you ate nivela. You ate a, an animal, meat of an animal that had not been, not undergone shechita. So if you do it on purpose, you get malkut. If you do it b'shogeg, it was an accident, it was a sin of, of uh, negligence, you hadn't checked properly, then there is no punishment and no korban. What does it mean there's no korban? So the man says, if it's no korban, it means you don't need one. But b'shogeg ain't alehem shum nesi'ut het ve'ain't tzrichim ritzui klal. That means the Torah, which said, That means that Torah, which said that you get Malkot b'mezid and didn't say anything about the Shogeg, says you don't need anything about the Shogeg because Ein Alehem Nisiut Chet, there is no, um, no carrying of the sin. There is no burden of sin. They don't need this thing called Vitsui, Venirza at all. It sounds like the man is saying there's nothing wrong, nothing happened. That's a little bit hard to believe. And therefore, um, the commentators, Klichemda says, it means that you can just do tshuva. It doesn't need any physical action to complete the Ritzoy. So it's somewhat paradoxical in that what would normally be considered to be lesser sins, namely the sins of omission, not having done a positive commandment, not hearing shofar is normally considered to be a lesser sin than actually eating the vela. Lavan are almost always thought to be more serious than Asay. But in terms of the Shogeg, it turns out that if you eat Nevela Bishogeg, you don't need to bring a Korban. But if you uh, don't hear the Shofar, you do. I just want to explain what, what I think this means. The Ramban, or the Halacha, but the, the way the Ramban understands Halacha is that there's this intimate connection between the physical and the spiritual. We've seen this in the past in a number of areas. We've surely seen it when it comes to the Mishkan. This is what we talked about the last few weeks. But it's true in all of, in all of life. It's true in the world. The world itself is a physical recreation of the spiritual universe in Mamban's Kabbalistic uh, uh, understanding. And, and, and therefore, the obviously the goal of the process we're talking about is atonement. Atonement is a spiritual process. And, and you don't atone by paying God. So true atonement is, of course, tshuva. person repents. He, he, he fixes his personality. But, but things in the spiritual universe, things in the spiritual, psychological, inner world are reflected in two directions. They are reflected and reflections of the physical world. Things we think change the world and things in the world affect the way we are. So when you have to bring a korban, the korban is a physical action that a person does. Mamban, in next week's Pasha, actually, we'll talk about what does it mean, what does it symbolize. But but you bring a korban, it, it affects the inner atonement, the inner relationship with God, the, the inner personality. And therefore, if you don't need a korban, but you can do it with tshuva alone, it, it does indicate that Yes, that, that somehow it's of a lesser nature because you're able to wipe it out, you're able to fix it with a purely inner decision. Not because in any way the Ramban is, is uh, 
takes lightly the power of inner decisions. It's really, you know, it's the, it's the true focus. But, but we're human beings. We're living in this world. And, and we need physical activities to complete, to give, to give solidity, to give reality to what otherwise would be the, the, the somewhat murky, somewhat ungrounded, not, not fleshed out life of mental, purely mental, purely psychological processes. But it turns out that sometimes that's not true. If a person ate something he shouldn't eat, so he repents, he accepts upon himself not to do it again, he cleanses himself psychologically, spiritually, mentally, and that's good enough. He doesn't need to be cleansed physically. Whereas, mitzvot say, it turns out, there is no such exception. There is a general korban called korban olah, and you need it to complete fully the atonement for what you haven't done. The question isn't a question of severity. Technically speaking, lavim are more severe than asen, than essen. But the question here is a question of atonement. And for reasons that are not clear, I, I can only speculate, and I'm going to actually leave it for you to speculate rather than I should speculate. The Ramban is saying, or the Torah is saying, according to the Ramban, that if accidentally, remember, we're talking about Shogeg, if accidentally a person ate something he shouldn't eat, and it's not of the more severe things like Dam and Chedab, which have Karet, but Nevela or Chazir, Machalot Asorot, he was over a love, Bishogeg, so the question is, how deeply has this perverted his soul? What kind of correction, of tikkun, is needed to restore the pristine relationship of a holy soul, of a pure soul with God? And here, even though the Avera might be more, more severe, it's a serious Avera, but you're also able to uproot it with a mental process, with a decision. As opposed to Essen, which perhaps in terms of the law, in terms of the judicial system, are less serious, but in terms of the personality, it could be that it's more, it's more difficult to correct. A person who hasn't done for God what he has to do, he hasn't heard Shofar, hasn't taken a love, He hasn't observed that which he has to observe. He hasn't sat in a sukkah. The, the distance between him and God, sort of indifference, indifference, indifference is not a, 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 a major act. And that's why bemazed, there was less of a punishment. But in terms of who you are, it could be that you just can't wipe it away by saying, okay, I fixed myself, I changed my mind. You need to, to, to express it physically. You have to bring a korban. I'm speculating about the reasons, but the point is it's not the same scale as when you do it b'mezid, how bad you are. The question is not how bad you are, but how bad you've become, how corrupted you've become. In any event, the Mamban comes to this conclusion and says that sometimes you need a korban and sometimes you don't. I'm more interested in the Mamban's second answer to the question 
as to how Rashi reached a conclusion, how Chazav reached a conclusion that mitzvot asay have korban ola for ritzui. And here the Ramban says a very, very important point. What the Ramban says is that there's a difference between kapara and ritzui. Difference between atonement and... Wish I knew how to translate ritzui. Atonement and restoring favor. Leratzot is to appease. There's atonement and there's appeasement. And here's what the Ramban says. Yitachain loma, one might say, Ki ba'avur shelo hizkir bekobanot hanadavah lechaper alav ashigato asher shagag, kashir bekobanot achet. In the kobanot, which are specifically brought for achet, and achet is stated in the Torah, namely Koban Chatat, it says, Lechaper alav ashigato asher shagag. The purpose of the Koban is to atone for him because of the shigaga which he shagag. What does it say here? Here it says, Vinirza. In other words, it doesn't say Lechaper, it says Vinirza. It also doesn't say, Al Shigato Asher Shagag, it doesn't mention the Chet. But the man's main point is the difference in the verb between Lechaper and Nirza. Hayal Rabotenu, Chazal understood that it's a different process altogether. Bemashmaut Hazesh Sheikhaper Al Hamizidim Sheinam Ritsuyim Lefanav. The man's technical point here is to say that this pasuk about an Allah isn't talking about Shogeg, it's talking about Mezid. Also Mezid. You bring a Koban Allah on the sin of omission, not having performed a positive mitzvah, even if it was done in Mezid. Perhaps even especially it was done in Mezid. And why is that? Because people who are Mezid, who have not done that which God asked them to do, Einam ritsuyim lefanav. They are not, I'm going to translate it in, 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 the, in the literal translation, they're not desired. They're not welcome. Einam ritsuyim lefanav. They're not welcome before God. I, I return now to my medieval phraseology. They do not find favor in God's eyes. They're not welcome. They're not, the relationship with, in other words, what's it talking about? It's talking about the relationship. The relationship with God has been broken. Ki ha-shogeg, a person who does a shogeg, even a serious avera, a very serious avera, he was mechalo Shabbos, b'shogeg, afo pishachata, he's done a chet, ritsui Hashemu. He's still welcome. He's still in favor before God. He is a chotei. He has a sin. But ritsui Hashemu. And that's why the Chazal understood that if it says Venirza, it's not talking about Shogeg, it's talking about Mezid, because the Shogeg is always in favor, he's always welcome. It's talking about a Mezid who God is angry at, so to speak. You're not welcome here. Only Mezid creates the state of, of anger, of displeasure. You don't find God, you're in a state of displeasure, God, with you. 
And that's where the word Nilza applies. And since we know that all other Abeyot, when you them Bemezid, they have specific punishments, so the Korban Ha'ola is going on, I say, where there is no specific punishment for Mezid. Okay, so what has the Ramban has stated? The Ramban has made a very crucial distinction between two different effects of sin. There's the sin which he calls Chet, in which the response is Korban Chatat, which is for the purpose of Kapara, of atonement. And there is the Ritsui and Eino Nirza. There is appeasement, displeasure, not in favor, for which we have a Koban Ola. And Ramban says explicitly that someone who has done a Chet Bishogeg has a chet and needs atonement. Abul Huratsui. He is in favor. He is welcome in the court of the king. But someone who has done a mezid, a no ratsui la melech. Even if there is no punishment because his sin wasn't that great. So what's Ramban speaking about? He's speaking about two different things. He's speaking about personalities, my personal relationship with God, and he's talking about something called sin. The Ramban believes that sins have inherent uh, weight, negative weight, negative effect. And whether or not God is angry at you, you have to atone for the sin. And that's Koban Chatat. Ramban explains elsewhere that, that, that sins are like stains. They're like weights on your soul. It's like, it's like the, the comparison is to poison. If someone has taken poison, bishogeg. So no one's angry at him. You know, he, he, he didn't rebel against anything. But he's gonna be sick. And he needs strong medicine to fix him. That's the effect of sin on the human personality. There's another criteria and that is are you together with God or not and here the man says that a shogeg someone who's done an, a, a, an act through negligence is vatsui he is still in God's favor but his sin needs correction you have to get the poison out of a system that's korban khatat and to refer to what we saw in the first habit which is still true some sins, you can just get out of your system by just doing tshuva. You just do it mentally. They're easier to get out of the system. You can fix them. And sometimes you need a koban. The koban is then is koban shogeg. Koban ha'ola is something else entirely. Koban ha'ola is specifically for mazid. And the problem isn't fixing the sin. 
Hashem is fixing your relationship with God. And here the Ramban adds a word. How do you fix this? By bringing a Korban Olam. What's the Korban Olam? Badoron Hazed. Doron means a gift. How will they find favor? How will they appease the relationship with their master? Badoron, by giving him a gift. It's like in... It's taken from the human world. I'm not even asking. I don't think we should ask, really, why does that work on God? It's not, it's not, we're not paying God off. But it's taken from the human world. When, when you're on the outs with somebody, for one reason or another, something has passed between you. You're not comfortable with each other. You're not welcome. You want to make up. You bring a gift. It's it's a sign of of trying to reestablish a relationship. That's called in the Torah, ritzui venirza leratzon. It's something which establishes a closeness of relationship, where beforehand that relationship had been ruptured. Ruptured what? Ruptured relationship with God? Deliberate sin, merida rebellion. That's a completely different uh, category than the category called kapara, which is not fixing my personal relationship with God, but fixing, curing, curing the effects of the sin itself. In other words, one relates one relates to the person. Let me use a word from the world of Bisk. One relates to the gava. Ritsui is the person of the man in relationship to the person of God and one relates to the sin itself. Mechaprim al ha'avonot Kapava refers to the sin. Ritsui refers to the personality. The Mamban adds, and we've seen this in the past, that sometimes the Mamban's little additions, they don't disagree they're a new point, but they're brought to, so to speak, illustrate the main point. Ra'iti not in the Sifri, but in the Medrash Agadat Tani Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Ein Ha'ola Ba El Al Hirhurei Averat Halev. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says, the Ola is brought for Hirhurei Averat Halev. It atones or appeases or does something for thoughts of Aveira. Hirhurei Averot Alev. For the idea in which you considered doing a sin which you never did at all. Not sins of omission, not sins of commission, but merely, to quote a former president of the United States, you lusted in your heart. Hirhurei Avera. They also require a reaction a tikkun, a correction. Rav Shemuel said, this is Allah. Why is the man bringing this? He just, he just calls it, he says, well, he's throwing in extra things. I, I don't think so. The Ramban is, is illustrating his point by a different opinion. There's a real difference here, technically speaking. Is it brought for mitzvot asay or is it brought for hiruhu haylev? But the point is really the same thing. The point is, if someone has had a, a bad thought, the truth is, he's not a bad person. 
He hasn't rebelled. Because we, we live in the world of action. If you haven't done the bad thing, you haven't done a bad thing. There surely would be no judicial punishment. Where's the problem, though? Relationship with God, yeah, that 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 has been ruined, because that's based on surely for the Ramban, it's based on soul to soul, as we saw when we talked about the Mishkan. And the Ramban adds an explanation as to why is the Ola the best korban for Hirhu Elev v'Hatam shelefishu chet she'en makibu el Hashem lefichach kula kalil Hashem the the unique. Status of the Ola is that, why is it called an Ola? A, 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 um, something that goes up? Because it's completely burnt on the Mizbech. Nothing is eaten. Everything goes to God. So the man says, the Ola is the best response to Hirurei Alev. Hirurei Alev is a sin which only God knows about. So therefore everything is given to God. A little bit uh, weak connection here, I think. You have to realize what the man isn't saying explicitly. It's a sin which nobody knows about because it really didn't take place. It's a sin that's purely on the spiritual level. Only God knows about it, meaning only God is affected by it. In the real world, nothing took place. It was the internal world of man where it took place, the, the, the world of souls. And therefore, the pegi'ah, the injury, is solely in the spiritual world. And Allah which is not eaten by man, is a spiritual response. Going back to our point, it's all about the personal relationship of man and God and not about man's health, including not his spiritual health. And therefore, the man says, Lashon nirza lo, it says, Venirza lo lechaper alav, so the chaper alav is to atone for the individual. What's nirza lo? It will appease to him. Yachzor el Hashem anichbad. Nirza lo is it will appease you to God. It will bring you closer to God. It you will find favor in God's eyes. Nirza lo to God. The chaper alav to the man. Sheit ratzelo b'kaban azel the chaper alav. Vilashon b'mayit ratzelo el adonav. The psukim with the word ratzon is really used in that sense. Yirtzeh, yitratzeh el Adonav. With what will I find favor to my master? For all panecha ki ritzitam, that you favored them. V'chein rabim. Okay, so this Ramban, which deals in Dene Korbanot, which may be somewhat... Uh, Unfortunately, foreign to us in our real lives since we do not have Kabbalah. But underlying it is a very, very crucial spiritual point that man is making. We have two different problems with sin. One is that the sin corrupts us. It's a form of disease. It's ill spiritual health. And that has to be corrected. And for that correction, there is tshuva as well as additional actions, Shehem Mechaprim. Beit HaMikdash, the Avodat HaKorbanot, is Mechaper. It cures the man. Today we do not have Beit HaMikdash. Ein lana Kohen Mechaper. Ve'ein lana Korbanot. So we only have Tshuva and Yom Kippur and perhaps other things as well. And then there's another 
another point altogether. Not a person's spiritual health, not what, not the sin itself which has to be ripped out of your system, but your personal relationship with God. And there, the point is that you disobeyed. And therefore, God is, to put it simply, He's angry with you or He's, He's not pleased with you. You've displeased God. And a person who wants to have a relationship with God has to fix that. And the way to fix that is to bring your personality into a line with God. That's a different kind of tshuva. And therefore it's also a different kind of a korban. There you give a gift to God. You don't eat it. You don't share with Him. You just give it to Him. So that you should now be l'ratzon l'ifnei Hashem. You should be in good standing. You should find pleasure in His eyes. Should find favor in his eyes. It's appeasement in the finest sense of the word, rather than rather than atonement. And so this is done by two different kobanot in our parshiot. But related to the psychological process, it's two different psychological processes of man. One is curing himself, treating a disease, getting rid of the chet, and the other one is establishing a healthy relationship with God, being able to come before God to stand before him in a state of grace. And that's what the Ramban here identifies as being v'nir tzalo, that's, the, that's the, the inyan of l'ratzon l'fnei Hashem. I mentioned once again that we find this phrase used for korbanot, v'kat etzein shmanasein. It's also found uniquely concerning Shabbat. It's not the subject of today's shiur, but I leave it with you to think about. There's one mitzvah in the Torah whose performance is called Ratzon. Ketzei Hashem Elokeinu Bashabatot Yehuda Ratzon Lefanecha Shabbat is Vetzei Ratzon A Jew on Shabbat is in favor. He's in God's presence. That's a unique position of Shabbat. And that's what we learned today. The, the meaning of that is we learned from today's Ramban to Pashat Vayikra. And that's all for today. We'll be back next week with Pashat Sav. And until then, wishing you the best. You've been listening to KMTT. Ki Mitzion Tetzet Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim.